0: garage I am Dan Nichols I am with Brian when does this get fun Sanchez when does this get fun and Tim I have a beard to hide my tears Wesley he's not wrong
1: that's actually the best hey one you've had for Tim man I like that
0: <laughs> so we've talked about b-sides again we said that this is going to be reoccurring and we've hit GM we've hit Ford it's not hard to figure out where we're going next we're going Mopar. Mom Mopar. Um, This, uh, for those of you who don't know, there have been many companies that have ran underneath the Mopar name. And really, we are going from before Fiat is really the only qualifier we put on this. So we're talking about Dodge, obviously. We're talking about Plymouth, Chrysler, Jeep, Eagle. We could have gone AMC.
1: I didn't. I didn't include any AMC's because I, a lot of the AMC vehicles that like are note even like the ones that are noteworthy happened prior. That's true. Essentially, Chrysler true. absorbed them and mm, then they absorbed them. They're just yeah, fucking they just gone. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's true. So, guys, we kind of did this in an order of what we have the most to say to where we have the least to say. <laughs> this is in no particular order other than that. So. <laughs> Let's start off with the Dodge Diplomat, okay? Um, This was a four-door car with a big old uh, L.A. uh, Mopar engine, which y'all would know as the 5.9 Magnum. Um, Big old engine, four-door car, uh, reasonably fast. Um, They still do this with the uh, Charger, which is completely... Um, unrivaled, except for the SS, the Chevy SS. Wait, that doesn't exist
1: anymore. <laughs> to be to be fair, Dan. On side note, on the SS, uh, I just saw something today where it had the 2014 date, and then it had just plus, like continued. Right. So that makes me like hold out hope. But then again, it's GM, so I'm they're not, never mind. They're, not they're that, just
0: playing with your emotions. Yeah. yeah. Toying That's with all your they're emotions doing. at this point. But the Dodge Diplomat, it's, it it's was a, used a lot in, like, police applications yeah, and such. It yeah. was ugly, but it was a powerful front-engine, rear-wheel drive. Um, Steve Dulcich, who was on Roadkill Garage on Motor Trend, um, he actually had one that he hot rotted out, and the thing was cool. It had, like, white leather tires on it. It was obviously a boat. It was gross, but... He hot rodded it out, made it like 500, 600 horsepower, something like that. Yeah, it was amazing. So
1: crazy. <clears throat> One of my favorite things about the diplomat and like cars, especially from Dodge and Chrysler at this time period, was the uh, the hood ornaments.
0: I know the the pentastar. Yep. Right, at, right on the the bonnet. It's classy, man. It was classy. They were we, trying to. They were really trying. They were trying really <laughs> they hard. Were really for that trying. Cadillac, uh, Mercedes, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, the next is as close a relative as you're gonna to get to the diplomat, and that's the Imperial, the do- uh, the Chrysler Imperial. And well, then it was actually its own separate entity.
1: At one yeah, point. that's the the big part about this. Why I wanted to bring it up is because um, Chrysler and Dodge has had like a a lot of follies with like they let's really do have- this thing. Oh, we did this thing and it didn't work it didn't out, work- so let's kill mm. it. Yeah. And nothing really to me says that more than imperial as the that's true the branding that right. it, they let it become because it was a it was a it was a poor ploy to make cars that looked very similar to cars that they were selling for less money, right. Up them a little bit with like leather interior, electric, whatever. Mm-hmm. And nobody really wanted them.
0: Well, and that's the they were trying really hard what GM did with Cadillac. true, what Ford did with Lincoln. And it just didn't work. And it, until recently, like by recently, I mean in the last like 30 years with Chrysler. But Chrysler at the time was supposed to be the up but the Imperial was supposed to be like the Maybach. Right, yeah. It was not. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this one I had to look up because I had totally forgotten that it existed, but the Plymouth Trail Duster. You know what that is, Brian? Uh, no. It was basically the Plymouth Ram Charger. Yep. Like the Bronco uh, ah. equivalent for Dodge. So, and uh, the Ram Charger's on here as well. So, here's the reason why those didn't work and why those didn't succeed. The roof was not removable. Yeah. Like the Bronco, like the Blazer, or the K5 Blazers, anyways. Right. You couldn't take the roof off, and that was half the allure. The
1: Trail Dusters said- hit roof was removable
0: oh that's the first generation the first generation of them was sorry about that yeah but But the when the fords and the k5 blazer because here's the thing the trail trail duster and ram charger lasted until you couldn't remove the roof
1: yep and that's like they're just a little ahead of their time which right it's not the first time
0: that's happened to dodge right yeah and that's true it's a recurring thing it is a recurring thing um Tim, this one was yours. This next one.
1: Oh, okay. So uh, it's a it's a weird one because it's like sixty one, sixty two. Um, Dodge, as with everyone else, is trying to make cars that kind of look British but really look American. And uh, I'm talking about the Dodge Lancer. Um, to me, I see it and it makes me feel like old Aston Martins. Yeah. But very American. Right, like it's too angular, but
0: it is. But um, this is not to be confused with the Mitsubishi. <laughs> it's it's oh, not shadow. <laughs> <laughs> you guys will understand what I'm talking about here in a minute. No, it, every car company has tried to do that, like bottle the lightning. That is the European spec luxury car. Um, nobody really got it right, guys. Let's just admit it. No, and most no. companies
1: take it and then they they. They turn it into something else, like what we talked about with the skyline. Right. Right. So, like, they, they did that a little bit and they were like, yeah, we want to make these kind of like what Europe is doing. And then that just turned into something that was wildly successful. The Lancer didn't no, do
0: that. It, it, it did, which is why it probably only lasted one generation. Yeah. Hmm. So, this next one could be a little bit debatable. Okay. Can anybody besides in the room right now? You're going to need to pause the podcast here in a minute and comment on our Facebook, facebook.com slash from the garage podcast. Can you guys, without looking on the internet, tell me what the 1970s Dodge truck was called? Obviously the F-150 was there. The C-10 was there from Chevy. What was Dodge's? Go ahead and pause. Comment on Facebook. I want to see how many people actually know this. Welcome back. The Dodge D-Series and W-Series trucks. They were the D100, 200, 300, and the W100 and 200. The D100 was two-wheel drive. The W was four-wheel drive. Uh, The reason why we put this on the B list is because whereas the C10 and the F150 have been valuable since they came out, the D100s only recently have started coming on and people have started restoring them and bringing them back up to road-worthy. So even though they were the only truck that was available from Dodge at the time, it, it's kind of the epitome of a B-lister in that you kind of forgot it was there.
2: Yeah, it tends to be like the recurring theme with all these cars that we do on these B-sides is like they, they were probably pretty they they
0: were fairly popular
2: and they but it's and they something, were
0: competitive with what was out from the other car companies right
2: most of the time but it's it's those things where when when you go back and you look through the ages you you just kind of forget that they were even around right like it's a lot of when we do when we put these lists together it's a lot of oh yeah right i remember that thing and this is completely one of them because i didn't i didn't know yeah like i, I mean
0: that the, the you, answer you to are, that question you do a car podcast i know man that's crazy yeah it's good that nobody's looking to us for knowledge on cars,
1: right? Just I mean, probably not, but they're looking—they're looking at us for entertainment, guys. Yeah, on. yeah. So, so hey. my my thing on the D and W series is mm-hmm. uh all trucks at this time period looked identical. Ex- uh, honestly, the D one hundred really didn't. It ha- it still had that weird like lip on top, like above the grill. You're right, just it like did. the the C ten. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what that's for, but like it just it's like a giant cowl that i don't know why it's there right but that yeah. truck like that those series had it
0: but one thing that the dodge had that the others didn't and this is going to seem super petty but it it set itself apart the first generation of the d series in the 70s the blinkers were not underneath the headlight which was tradition from ford and chevy they mm-hmm. actually brought them inboard of the headlights in the grill so it was a little bit different and they stood up and down like vertical to the ground. Um, so it, is it petty? Absolutely. But it was different. Did did Dan just bring up like a style thing? I know. He did. You've rubbed off on me. Right? Gross. Or rubbed up against me. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Guys, have you ever wondered what it what would come from? A third-gen Camaro having a baby with a Pontiac Fiero?
1: No, Dan. Tell us.
0: We've literally had nobody ask this question, and we have come to answer it. The Dodge Daytona Rock. It is a hateful it, looking it's, car.
1: <laughs> it's weird. We were talking about it in, in pre-production, and it, it's a... It looks so good from the back half like
0: right and then it the, has like a, a and I figured out why what the front looks like to me it looks like the Chrysler LeBaron which we don't have on the B list because that wasn't
1: Yeah, it's not a good awesomely car. Awesomely terrible car. Yeah.
0: It, just, it was awe-inspiring how terrible it was.
1: Everybody, everybody knew somebody that had one of those, and they got yep. it from their grandparents. Yep.
0: Right? And every single one of them was convertible. Always. every single one of them leaked when it rained. Every time. <laughs> yeah, every single one of them. Uh, but the Dodge Daytona was kind of... The, Dodge trying to catch the new aero sort of muscle cars. The Fox Body Mustang was out. The third-gen Camaro was out. Kind of when... They went from boxes to trying to be more aerodynamic yeah. and yeah. all that. Taking and away Dodge the... Dodge was yeah. trying to do this with the Daytona. Yeah. We all know how well this went because has anybody ever seen one?
1: These yeah. were a small run too. So yeah. like it was a it thing was where like the... I years? I think it was like a 500. Oh. Like a very small run. Uh, I see, I see. Because it was yeah. an IROC edition. So yeah. want
0: Which real quick, I just want to say, did you know that IROC actually stands for something? It My was God. a. It was a race series. Yeah, right. <laughs> Stands for. It, it was actually a race series. Okay. International race of champions. It was an American series, but they brought in uh, drivers from around the world, and they raced American cars, and it was road racing. And really, it was kind of America's introduction to road racing.
2: I just, I just feel like those races probably had like banjo music concerts afterwards.
1: And every international right. driver just pissed that they have to drive the Dodge yeah. Daytona IROC, right? right? Right. Or the exactly <laughs> the IROC Camaro, right? Which right. is why
0: the Camaro uh, Z20, uh, IROC Z28, the Dodge Daytona IROC. They were trying to say, "Hey, look, this is what they use," right? And yeah. they're anemic 350 cubic inches squeezing out an angry 210 yeah. horsepower. So, yeah. <laughs> Guys, I would like to skip forward a little bit. Have you ever wondered what a bathtub on wheels would drive like? A fast bu- bathtub on wheels, but a bathtub nonetheless. The SRT4, the Dodge SRT4. Now, I'm sure there are people out there that are going, no, it's the neon SRT4. No, no, no. There was not a neon badge anywhere on it. Nope. It was sold as an SRT4. It had a neon body and yep. frame. In suspension, which <laughs> is probably why it handled like a bathtub on wheels, considering that it was making well over 250 horsepower. I think it was 260 horsepower, Something but like it was that. a turbocharged four-cylinder, made mountains of torque. Yep. Um, and it was still front-wheel drive. I remember. So. <laughs> I remember
2: the first time uh, we we knew plenty of folks yeah. that had yeah. these. Um, they were fine. friends of ours, uh, in particular, um, Corey. Yep. Uh, if you're listening, yep. I miss your car, man.
0: We we remember the skittle. Yep,
2: we do. What color um, was it? It was bright. Bright orange, bright orange, <laughs> bright orange like man. in the
0: sun, it glowed. Yeah, there was a, is, it looked pearl, but it was just the metal yeah. flake in it. It was gold.
2: Yeah, which is why is we're a in, factory like, color. Were all, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No Absolutely. factory color. All all of them were like crazy colors. I've only seen beforehand.
0: He put a mm. Turbinetics, uh aftermarket turbocharger on it. Yeah. He put a front mount intercooler on it. Mm-hmm. He took off the SRT four whale tail rear wing That's and right. put it on a regular RT wing. Yeah. That was black. And, uh, like, he didn't even paint it to match the rest of the car. He literally just traded a buddy, I guess, for it, who had a black neon, took the spoiler. Yeah. Which I appreciate, because the SRT4 didn't need a wing. Right. Because it was front-wheel, front-wheel drive. drive. And I remember, you guys remember that ad campaign, and it was, like, my anti-drug, and it had, like, blanks for you to fill in? Right. It said, boost, my anti-drug. Yeah. I was just like this had to have been owned by an 18 year
2: old. Absolutely. Had to be. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I will. But to be. I remember when he got it and he brought it around and I, I just looked at it. Cause we had other friends that had neons. Right. And I was like, Oh, you have a neon and you went and bought some like aftermarket body kit. Yeah. Like kind of thing for it. I was like, he was so okay. insulted. And well, right, I mean, well, so. I mean like, I, I mean like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't like, talk shit to him about it like i was just like i saw it and i was like oh you got a neon? oh okay cool. cool um and then we went out in it yeah and i mean instantly and you're yeah. right it handled like a bathtub around corners and stuff but, but, in but he line? would put his foot down uh-huh. and holy shit that thing yeah. moved man oh this isn't a
1: neon yeah yeah like mm. that
2: was that was very quickly gone i love those things yeah um, I if mean, you had the, one that thing
0: would chirp tire in third yeah. gear yeah yeah,
2: that thing was kick ass man all of them because we had a bunch of friends that had them every single one of them fantastic
1: Yeah, yeah. they're hard car like they come looking okay they really yeah. do but they it, they still look like a neon right yes. exactly they're so hard to make look cool right yeah. because they, exactly. they fall in a similar line that like the S2000 does where it's a car that you can very easily make look very bad
0: exactly Correct. like they're There are, okay, look, there are two types of SRT4s typically. Mm -hmm. There's a very small third category, and we'll get into that in a minute. An SRT4 either looks stock or hideous. Then there is a very small percentage of very mildly aesthetically modified SRT4s that actually look okay.
1: You want to know what those ones are? There's no actual modification that's like aesthetic.
0: It's like wheels and. They replaced the suspension.
1: suspension. Yeah. The the bathtub on wheel suspension yep. for which actual track suspension. Our,
0: our buddy did actually have track suspension on it. Yeah. Still handled like bathtub <laughs> on wheels. <laughs> it's probably
1: the placement yeah. where you got It got better. You guys know
0: that they actually, and I didn't put it on the list here because it's not worth mentioning. You know they made the Dodge Caliber, which was the yes. neon replacement? They made an SRT4 variant. Did they really? Yeah. It was a tiny little five pound turbocharger five pound five psi (laughs) it was pointless yeah because they also put in a uh smaller displacement engine called it an srt4 and they had to call it a dodge srt4 because srt wouldn't claim it right that's funny (laughs) because this was at the time that srt was its own separate entity
1: the caliber looks like a somebody like cut the center
0: out of a magnum that's exactly what it looks yeah, you're like. Right, and the Magnum was an ugly car. Yes, I love it.
1: I love the Magnum, There's but it no, was an ugly car. That I would put the Magnum on this list as
0: a B side because there was never a version of that car that yeah. looked good. You know what? Let Let's go ahead and let's add it right now. Dodge Magnum.
2: I I thought about suggesting it in pre production, but no. I thought it was a little bit because I mean, like it was. It was pushed out there when it first came out. Like it was there was a lot of commercials for it and you saw a lot of them on the road. So I felt like it was a little bit borderline on that that A-list, but I completely do agree. Like they were all hatefully ugly. Yeah. I mean in in the in the best way. It had the six (laughs) point
0: one Hemi SRT eight variant. That's very true. And those things were badass yeah to this day i want to find one but the problem is you can't find them it's not because they're wrecked because you can see them around people hold on to them oh yeah it's much in the same way that people are holding on to the cadillac ctsv yep but i actually saw one on the way home from work today nice
1: that's the thing is like i can't say the same thing like the the feelings i have for the ctsv are there because like well it's pretty yes it looks great (laughs) yeah Yeah. and it's it's bad in addition
0: to the yeah Exactly, the Magnum is badass so, and hideous.
1: I was I was just on the Magnum for one one more moment. Okay, I I found one on Facebook Marketplace, mm-hmm. decent price, mm-hmm. and then I was like, immediately was like, body kit. What can I do to this thing? They don't, <laughs> exist. Oh, they they don't, don't exist. exist. They don't exist. They used to like lip like uh, lip spoilers. Um, nothing else.
2: Yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah. But yeah. dude, it
1: it wouldn't yeah. make it look much better.
2: Well, wait. To no. be honest with you, though, like if I was to buy one. I don't think I would want to improve it. Like, it's it's like a, like an English Bulldog. Like, it's ugly. But, like, you you but love it because it's ugly. Like <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, that's right. part of its character. Yep. If it was a better looking car, I bet you we wouldn't have wanted them so much.
0: Yep. It's, it's probably true. Tim, we have spoken and we're moving on. It's we don't fair. need your negativity here. It's fair. <laughs> so, we're going to talk about our first Jeep because, again, Jeep was uh, part of Mopar as well. And in particular, I want to talk about the Jeep XJ Cherokee. This was the boxy one that had like a run from like 1882 up until like 1996. Like it ran for a long time. And it was the last vehicle to run Jeep's 4.0 liter straight six. That thing was bulletproof.
1: This is the first I just saw a picture of it and it made me think of this is the first one I ever saw the roll warning on, under the flap. yeah this is the that's one that right. I saw it in yep yeah. and I was like that's not safe.
0: right but here's the thing. we were talking about this before the show low behind the scenes going, um Tim goes I don't I don't know what that is but he just got done saying that he wrote in one yep. that's why it's a B lister. they sold millions of these things. It looks like if you gave a five-year-old a crayon and said, draw an SUV, it's what they would draw.
2: Yeah, you're not wrong. No. Yeah, you're not wrong.
0: So the next one is the predecessor to the Cherokee, and that's the Jeep Wagoneer.
2: This thing just screams classic family ride, dude.
0: You're not alone in feeling that.
2: I love it. I absolutely love Do it. Do
0: you know in mint condition, these things at auction are going for well over six figures in good condition? I believe it, man. People are so striving for that. What What's the word I'm looking for? Nostalgia. Like that, I'm, yeah. like that
2: old Americana. Right. Like They're trying feel.
0: so hard to recapture that because I'm not going to get political, but shit's kind of screwed up right now. This is the best uh, looking
1: Jeep. I, I think so too. I because think it doesn't so actually and look I like a jeep. I like the Can way that it? a lot
0: oh. of jeeps look, oh, like on. those wheels and like yeah, the wagon wheel. I thing. just yeah, I just want yeah. to put a
2: surfboard on that thing yeah. and yeah. just roll to it's the beach. It's important to note oh, that you found one.
0: It's to be <laughs> in, to be clear, it's important to note that the wood grain, quote unquote, on the side of that is not actually wood grain. No, on the no, last course. generation of it, it's a vinyl. Um, don't care. It has to be at that point. Like, right. wood does not age? The first generation did have an option of a Woody and it was an actual Woody, but it was wood over metal. So, and it was like a really thin veneer. This is
1: like more car, like the Wagoneer is more car than anything Jeep has ever done before.
0: And it was the first sort of, it, it was the beginning of what SUVs are defined as nowadays but I'm not going to hate on them because it had a very robust four-wheel drive system sure. and it was able it was actually the first SUV to have push button four-wheel drive. It was vacuum actuated.
1: So I I mean I don't I don't mean that in like a bad way. Right. right? No, I know what you meant, but I
0: wanted to clarify for the people because right. we have spoken in great depth our disdain. Yeah.
2: The people know it. our our stance on the current Correct. Yes. SUVs. So if any
1: anyone who hasn't seen a picture of a Wagoneer before Uh think of a forerunner now, then. That's what this looks like.
0: Yeah. That's very that's very Yeah. With with the wood panel. With wood panel. And it was made in the United States. Now I want a forerunner with wood panel on it.
2: I mean, that would be kick ass.
0: (laughs) So next, (laughs) we're gonna glaze right past that. We're gonna talk about the day the Dage, the Dodge Dakota Sport, and the Sport Convertible. So before Tim goes into it, because this was his addition, um, the Dodge Dakota was Dodge, uh, Dodge's quote unquote, small, uh, truck at the time, but it was really a midsize truck. So they got away with, in the sport, putting in that five, nine Magnum or LA engine into, um, badass. Look, Ryan's older brother, Dave, Hey, how's it going, Dave? He had, a Dodge RAM with that 5'9 in it and a Flowmaster Eagle 2 Series single in dual out ex- uh, muffler on it and dumped the exhaust right after the cab and downpipe. To this day, best sounding truck I've ever heard. Um I
2: begrudgingly have to agree. Um, <laughs> not not b- because he used to he used to come home super late and the driveway is like my window was on the driveway,
0: you could hear, and it so he
2: would yep. wake me at wake my ass up. Yep, and he, I mean, you, well, I mean, you wake the whole neighborhood up with that yep. thing, man. Oh yeah, but it sounded great.
0: Yeah, and the Dakota, the smaller truck, had that engine, and the Sport was geared for speed. But Tim, I want you to talk to them about the Sport Convertible. Uh, there's not a lot to say about it. It's essentially the same. Same everything
1: as the Dakota Sport, except for it was a convertible truck. Which, um, how many
0: of those have existed since?
1: A few, actually. Um, all done as poorly, if not more, than the uh, the Sport Convertible, be- and this didn't do good at all. Like They made a decently small run of them because it was like, well, we don't know how well it's going to do. Um, I think they may have been the first company to do a, a convertible truck.
0: Um, uh, I think they were too, and really, it was kind of the last one that actually looked okay. Yeah, it looked Those, like a, it looked
1: like a truck. Because what's the, what's the other one you think of?
0: The Chevy SS. Yep. Uh, the SSR. It's the SSR. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm still so angry Whoa, about the SS. It's
2: always on his mind.
0: Always yeah. on my mind. It's always there. But yeah, the SSR, which is a hateful truck.
1: That's <laughs> cool. that is thing. Yeah. Somebody made a decision there. Yeah, and it, it, was,
0: it was a decision yeah. whether it was right or wrong they absolutely well, they did choices, and man. they owned it they definitely I don't sure. think they did I think they it got out there and they're <laughs> yeah. like ooh ooh, like, ooh sorry ooh, ooh. my bad my take, bad my take bad. my name off that <laughs> okay. yeah press conference somebody asked hey what about the Chevy SSR <laughs> we don't make that um so moving on let's talk about Christine Stephen yeah King, Plymouth Fury uh the Fury actually had a longer run than what people actually realize. It started in the mid-50s and ended in the early eighties. It
1: went through a lot of like body style changes. And like, a lot of facelifts, yeah. Yeah.
0: But I mean it, at one point it was the uh Mopar sea body car, um which was a boat. <laughs> it was like something like 18 feet long when it was in wagon form. I mean That's ridiculous. It's huge.
1: Huge. There's no parallel parking that. No. There's no parallel parking that. It shit. was one
0: of those station wagons that had the four rows of seats. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, the one that faced out. Yeah, like it had the, 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 the front bench, out the, window, the middle so
0: bench, out. the rear bench, and then it had a fourth two-seater bench that folded up in the trunk. And the kids got car sick from looking behind.
1: Yeah, yeah, I got sick. I've ridden that seat so
0: many times. Oh, that was I seat. did too. Yeah. I, I never really got car sick. My brothers did, and every time that they were forced to sit with me um, in my parents' Ford LTD station wagon, uh, I guess it, uh, it was called like the Country Squire or, or something, whatever. Nice, um, Tim. Your favorite car on this list? Tell us what it is.
1: It's the uh, it's the smallest car on the list.
0: Um, maybe we'll we'll discuss it here in a minute.
1: Okay. So we're gonna talk about the Omni. Um you would say why is the, the uh Dodge Omni on this list, but uh Well we have talked about it in a we previous have.
0: episode, so they should know.
1: They should know. There'll be a test. <laughs> if not, go back and listen to it. Um but it's the uh the Shelby version. The uh the GLH and the G L H S, which is the one we're specifically gonna be talking about. Goes like
0: hell and goes like hell some more.
1: Mm-hmm. So Especially what the Letters stand for it do uh, little shit box but carol shelby saw it and said that's the one everybody's <laughs> like are you kidding he's like back
0: before he had a contract with ford to only touch their cars yeah and i gotta be honest after he made it and looked at it and went that was a mistake <laughs> 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 but it was front engine rear wheel okay whatever it's, it's a to, hot hatch yeah we'll give it it was hideous but it was a hot yeah
1: a hot hatch that did not look good but at right. the, at this point this is when uh ford or ford shit. Think about Shelby. Um, When Dodge was doing, and Chrysler was doing those odd, like, separated projection headlights. Right. They're like, they're squares, but rectangles, and they were like set back, and like the nose cone was at an angle. They just looked bad on every car.
0: Right. There was not one pretty angle of that car. Nope. The only pretty angle of that car is when your eyes were closed.
1: I would say behind the steering wheel.
0: (laughs) Probably, actually. Probably not a bad one. Yeah. So, uh, Let's go from their ugliest B lister to personally, I think the prettiest B lister.
1: Mm. My opinion,
0: it is the prettiest, and that's the Dodge Dart. All right. Um, I mean it's up there. Okay, I'll give you that. Mine's our mine's our last. I mean that's a good one too, but But in my personal opinion, the Dart. it, It was kind of the, it was the everyman. Uh, muscle car back in the 60s and 70s dudes couldn't not everybody could afford a barracuda or a charger a challenger a roadrunner a a camaro corvette mustang nobody could not everybody could afford those so what you could do dodge was looking out for you and they made a cheap big v8 no amenities drum brakes muscle car and that was the dodge dart They even had big block variants of that car, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And um, the Duster was also a, uh, it was based on, it was the same thing. It was just a little, body panels were a little bit different. Different hoods. Yeah, different hoods, different uh, grills, and some quarter panels were different, but tail lights. The platform basically the same. Right, the uh, E-body.
2: Yeah.
0: B-body? B-body is what it was. Anyways. This next one, actually, we're going to wrap up into one move that Dodge made that was actually not a bad move on their part and was the longest cooperation between a Japanese automaker and an American automaker.
1: Tim. It really was. Uh, so every major of the three in the States did this. Um, well, we we thought that at first. Right. Um, we don't think Ford did. But uh, we've talked about how Chevy partnered with Toyota, mm-hmm. and uh, well, GM partnered with Toyota, Toyota, and uh, Chrysler and Dodge partnered with Mitsubishi, which is yep. kind of a weird one, because in my mind, Mitsubishi's best car, Lancer, of any other vehicle they've ever put out, yeah. that's the one. But we didn't get it. We didn't get that in any form that I'm aware of until under Mitsubishi Dodge was on their own. Yeah, right. Um, but we did get some, um, starting in the 60s, 70s with uh, the Colt. Um, the one we got didn't look good.
0: No, it was terrible. But there's one that we forgot on here. And I'm going to add it right now, the Dodge Mighty Max, the Mitsubishi Mighty Max, the little truck.
1: Yeah. And I like, dude, I really like mini trucks. Like those are like yeah, my favorite me trucks. Too. And that's
0: that's a good point. And I just thought of it. Uh, Ford did have a partnership, Mazda.
1: I was unaware of that one. I don't know uh, anything that I'll show you in a minute. Okay. Actually,
0: that one lasted the longest, not this one. But no,
1: well then we corrected ourselves. So don't did. do it in the comments. Yeah, don't
0: worry about it. All <laughs> right, we figured it out.
1: Um, this, but again, this this partnership continued quite far. Actually, um, it did. It it branched not just from uh, like Dodge. It branched to uh, Plymouth, mm-hmm. and then from Plymouth branched to Eagle,
0: which was. Mopar bringing in Mitsubishi cars and doing badge designing to uh, make it its own brand to fly under its own flag.
1: And so that's where this next one comes in.
0: And by far my favorite from uh, this partnership, that's the Plymouth or Eagle Laser Laser.
1: The first-gen laser oh, was my favorite. you know favorite.
0: what? It was the Plymouth laser, and it was the Eagle Talon. It was a Talon, yeah. yeah. And what was cool about the Talon, I don't know how Dodge finagled this, but it had a color scheme, and it was whatever color you wanted on the body. That's it, right. Except the roof yep. was black. Always, every vehicle. On every single Talon. And you know what? It was pretty cool. I liked yeah. it. And it was the second and third-gen. Uh, eclipses that had that. Yep.
1: Yeah, I remember
2: that. That looked really good.
1: I, liked the I like first the first gen, gen, first gen laser because it was kind of boxy and it had pop ups. Yeah, the pop ups. Yeah.
0: And the the eclipse of and course. all that. It, it, they did. uh Personally, my favorite was the second gen, and that was because a girlfriend in high school owned one. And man, that That's thing right. was fun. Yeah, yeah. the I sixteen valve four banger. Yeah. yeah, it was good. Um. The last one that I want to talk about here was something that could have been so good. This is going to be more of an honorable mention because it really wasn't a good car. <laughs> no. Um, But it could have been so good, and it wasn't. And that's the Dodge Stealth.
1: And that's the reason that I'm fully behind Dan on this is because Mitsubishi's, as they did release their version of this in two different models, mm-hmm. they had one that was one of the best cars that we didn't really good. we did get it we did but in small numbers mm-hmm. and like they're all but gone now
0: for those of y'all who don't know we're talking about the mitsubishi 3000 gt they did a badging job on it and put pop-up headlights and called it the stealth and did something really weird with the rear lights um they made it look like a dodge by far no you know what i can say this with confidence It is the only car with pop-ups that I don't like.
1: That's a fair statement,
0: because it was terrible. The three thousand GT had the option for a uh, all-wheel drive system, and it was called the VR four. It was really cool. The Stealth only front wheel drive. It was dumb. So, the last two cars here are kind of, the, my opinion, going to be the most interesting. So, when you think of Dodge, you go, you know who their main competitor is? Subaru. I,
1: yeah. I've never once in my life thought that. <laughs> exactly
0: negative one person has thought that. But yeah,
1: maybe a, Maybe a small team.
0: Except for a team from Dodge who said, you know what? We need something that will compete with the Subaru Brat. They came out with the Dodge Rampage, and never before has Rampage been more oxymoronic <laughs> yeah. than it, it's. It's this really plain-looking El Camino-esque type thing. It's a trar, but it's tiny, itty bitty. It looks like
1: the just because of the time period it was released in, it looks like every single body panel is made out of plastic, including yeah. like the shell.
0: If you did, if you. Tim actually got me on this one. I didn't know it existed. I know a great many things about cars and automakers. I did not know this car existed. And when I saw a picture of it, I swore to God I was looking at a Matchbox car. Nope. It was real. And it was dumb. Very dumb. See what I mean? But Tim's showing
2: Yeah, it looks like something that you would put a kid in at like a like a carnival. It's like a carnival ride car. And for those <laughs> people that a bumper, that, car, car. So a bumper yeah. car, yeah.
1: For those people that like the rampage, I'm not sorry.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Don't say it. Sorry, not sorry. Don't say it.
1: Well you just said you it. Just so you said wrote. it. Damn it. Say it. It's not a great car. Uh it, it's kind of cool. I get where they're going with it. It does not to me as a fan of Subaru and Mopar it doesn't have the same appeal as the Brat.
0: You would think that something that was a product, the pro a product, of, you know, words, a product of your two favorite automotive companies would be that bad. Yeah, no. Because it was Mopar trying to compete with Subaru, and it was terrible.
1: Well, now I want a Hemi and a BRZ. So thanks, Dan. Me too, actually. <laughs> oh, I've got wood.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my pants became tight. Tim, no, um, hang bring on, this hang out on. with your favorite. Before no. we do that,
1: okay. so uh, I, I'll post this. I don't care. Somebody capped one.
0: Yeah, somebody put a camper shell on it. How yeah. bad does that look? Terrible. All
1: right, moving on. It's
0: ridiculous. All right, so Tim, bring us to your favorite on the list, and honestly, one of my favorites for sure.
1: Uh, so. Dodge being Dodge, uh, making just the numerous amount of muscle cars that they, they have, they, they thought that they could do the same thing under Plymouth, and they made a lot of really good ones. They did. Um, they had an idea that changed a lot of how the car looked, because I would say across Chrysler's platform, their cars look very similar. They did. Um, this one took a little bit of a different turn um, based on the satellite we're mm-hmm. going to be talking about the... Well, actually, this one came around first, then the satellite The satellite was afterwards? Yes. Same platform? Yep. All right.
0: And actually, it looked identical, but... Right.
1: Yeah. Which is why that's messing me up then, but it's right. the uh, Plymouth GTX. Mm-hmm. Um, this car's cool. Uh, I'd seen one once before, and then uh, it's featured in a interesting scene in the most recent Fast and the Furious. Yep. Um, that scene's absurd, but the car's still really cool, yep. and they made one look amazing
0: and the gtx had a very limited run because in following years it would go under the Roadrunner badge ah um but the gtx when it first came out it was the biggest baddest muscle car from plymouth it absolutely positively up and down was the best of the best from plymouth it had a 383 option but then it had a big block 440 option it was a boat of a car but the things were gnarly. I mean, it was called the GTX.
1: The one I'm specific, I'm, spe- I'm thinking of a specific year model. And that is the uh, 71, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's the one that...
0: You know, the first time that I saw this, and I wanted to bring this up, and, but and I want to lead us out with this. You guys good? Any final thoughts before? Okay. The Plymouth GTX in Gran Turismo 3, it was in there. But the Japanese company that made Gran Turismo 3 (laughs) couldn't find the name, so they called it the Plymouth Muscle Car.
1: That's the best thing
0: ever. However, it kind of epitomized Mopar Muscle Cars in the B-list. Yeah. It absolutely did. I'm a fan of the Dart. I'm a fan of every single one of these cars, except for the Stealth and the Omni and the Lancer the Daytona but until next time I'm Dan Nichols I'm Brian Sanchez and I'm Tim Leslie now get out my garage